The Griffin Dorsey Show, Ben Olsen Masterclass, Meltdown in Miami. Houston defeats Miami in the U.S. Open Cup Final 2-1 to lift their second U.S. Open Cup in their history. And all Messi can do is watch from the sidelines. Yeah, the GOAT was not able to come out and play in tonight's game. And Houston took full advantage of that, especially in the first half. Essentially winning it then, going up 2-0 and almost making it 3 through Carrasquilla. It was a perfect half from Houston, and congratulations, congratulations. to ultimately beating Inter-Miami. In Miami, by the yeah. way. Massive. A hell of a win for Ben Olsen, for the Houston Dynamo, their first piece of silverware since 2018 when they last won it, as you just mentioned. But, yeah, what an interesting game, brother. What a really interesting game. I think the biggest point, though, was, you know, no Lionel Messi. Has to be. And, and the thing is, for Houston, imagine hearing that, you know, an hour before the game, Messi's not even on the bench, boys. Wow. Imagine wow. that. The, the boost of confidence in your self-esteem of, oh, thank God. Now, now we just have to play against, you know, a an averagely good inter-Miami side here. Yeah, good without Messi, but no Messi, no Jordi Alba. Yeah. Our job got a lot easier. And I think they took all of that confidence, all of that positive energy, and do they had a perfect first half. Miami were not there. No. It gave me huge shades of Cruz Azul, Inter-Miami, the very first Leeds Cup game where Messi wasn't present in the first half, and Cruz Azul you know, should have been up 2-0 just like Houston were in that first half. But the difference was no Messi in the second half because he was injured. Yeah, injury keeps the goat from his farm. He was unable to attend, had to stay back in the stable, had to stay back in the barnyard to be able to recover. A weird injury he's going through right now that I thought he would be able to recover from by the time this final arrived. I know. But ultimately, he just couldn't. He couldn't. Despite there being legends in the stands, such as Zinedine Zidane, who came down Crazy. to, I assume, watch Messi. Otherwise, who? why else is he fucking here? David Beckham in the stands as well. And you could even throw in James Harden, who was there to celebrate his Houston Dynamo <laughs> victory as co-owner of the team. Seeing them lift a trophy. I mean, if you're a Houston Dynamo fan, what a storybook ending to this dominant U.S. Open Cup run that you've had so far this year. Yeah, prior to this game, outscoring opponents 14-2. Yes. to Yes. Absolute domination in this tournament yeah. for Houston. Yes. Pretty insane. To close that journey out, you saw James Harden wearing his chains, hanging out with his boys, celebrating yeah. every single goal. And Houston overall celebrating a trophy, what, their first trophy in five years, no? Since yeah. their last U.S. Open Cup victory, I think it's an amazing thing. Texas football is on the rise. <laughs> I mean, and we saw it today as they just showed out against this ultimately lifeless Miami team that really needed that resurgence of Messi in a cup final. That's what's really frustrating about Inter-Miami is even when they do have Messi out on the pitch, there are times and small spells throughout a match where they just look kind of out of it. I lost, maybe uninterested, if I want to use that word too, because that whole first half was honestly just terrible. It was awful. It it was, awful. They couldn't get the ball, and when they did, they were super sloppy with it. I was actually kind of, I was very disappointed, honestly, in, in Miami because y'all are at home with a chance to win y'all's second trophy in, within like a month's time span. Like, that's nuts. And even without Messi, it was still there to be taken because Houston themselves aren't having the perfect season either. So it's like, I'm, I was very, very disappointed yeah. with Miami's first half performance, but on the other hand, you know, you had Dorsey, 
just flying down that right wing. And then left winger Nelson Quinones just free flowing out on the left side. Really upset the goal that he got ended up being offside because it was brilliantly shot, beautifully crafted from Carrasquilla in the middle. Um, and then Carrasquilla himself, man, dude. I've really noticed this year kind of just a change in his pace and his playing style. He's so much more focused on maximizing his own flair. Yeah. And I love it. First saw it with Panama this summer, and he's just done yeah. nothing but continued that, bro. It's like a great run. It's pretty crazy. Like when he gets the ball, he's prioritizing like how he feels. Like he's trying to maximize his vibe on the ball. And honestly, I love it. Sometimes it's a little too much. Sometimes, you know, he does a little too many step overs, like an unnecessary back heel. But the thing is, I think for a team like Houston, it, it, I, I say go for it. Like the more the merrier. If I'm Ben Olsen, I'm telling uh, Carrasquilla, dude, do whatever you want on the ball because I think it's only going to help us move it quicker, combine with Basi. And I, I just absolutely love what Carrasquilla is doing this year, man. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he's going to, you know, at some point make a move to a bigger club if he ever does he has this to add to his legacy now bringing houston a trophy the streets of houston are now being filled with fans to celebrate this massive victory oh no i'm just really happy man i'm really happy yeah. to see them go into miami and pull out this result with such really strong talent up front that carried them to almost scoring three goals got two goals in this match and miami almost getting back into the game at the very end through a joseph martinez goal but it was way too late for anything to happen bro 91st minute they had five more minutes to try to get back into the match and try they did ultimately just not being able to craft up another goal scoring opportunity and they fall short losing 2-1 how do you think Messi feels watching this I was curious about just his emotional state I pointed out he looked a little tired when I saw him on the screen yeah. you know it might be really late in Miami he just wanted to hang out back at home with his family but overall you think he really cares about this game cares there's no way because he hasn't even played in it <laughs> you know but I think he would care though because there was a trophy on the line that for sure would tell me that I'm sure he was pretty bummed to not play tonight bro but th that's the scary thing man is that you know you said earlier kind of surprised he didn't get past this knock that he picked up with Argentina a couple weeks ago so I'm pretty surprised that he didn't heal from it because it was just supposedly kind of like a little knock maybe it's a little more and no. I don't know it just gets a little scary because what if this just keeps happening a little bit more oh, and okay. more? Careful Maybe now. you Careful gotta. Now. I, what I'm kind of getting at is I think Martino, Argentina, and Messi himself, I think, need to make sure that they're maximizing like his health. True. I think more than anything else. Maybe because, dude, he the Lee's Cup run was insane. Insane. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and I think that's why he got injured when he was on duty with Argentina. Yeah. It was just ultimately too much at his age but i think if he just plays like one game a week i think he'll be fine for the next couple of years but doing double duty on a weekly basis like he kind of was doing for the least cup i think it already shows that it will take its toll i agree i agree i think also a takeaway i had is if if you're part of the messy army you're throwing chairs all over your room right now because when you think about this specific trophy that he could contend for and ultimately lift, comparing it to all other trophies he's achieved in his career. You know, there's been trophies where, where they said, ah, Messi, Messi had an easy path, right? But there's not many you can say that for because the League's Cup, for example, he had to play seven, eight games, 90 full minutes, performing at his absolute best and putting up crazy numbers. Even with PSG, if he wanted to win in the Champions League, he had to go through, you know, a rigorous Champions League campaign to win. And even when he did lift the League Un, he still had had to play a lot of games and put up a really good performance in France but with this one bro if you're a messy fan to the point where you're part of his army this was a chance to 
essentially cheat your way to another trophy, bro. This was a freebie. This is a freebie, And man. That, that's why that's I think Messi was bummed that he yeah. couldn't play because Houston's beatable. They're good, but with Messi on the pitch, they're very, very beatable. Exactly, bro. I 100% like, agree. Dude, all he ended up doing was playing one game against FC Cincinnati in the semifinal. That was it in terms of his impact with Inter Miami in this specific tournament. And he would have had the shot to lift up his second trophy with them in the past two, three months <laughs> right off of his debut and to just add to that allure, you know, add that to, yeah. no one's going to remember they didn't play in this tournament. They're going to remember the trophy. They're going to remember the photos of him lifting it up and possibly having an impact in this final game. But we were robbed of that, bro. Yeah. We were robbed of that. And you're, if you're a messy Army fan, you're throwing chairs, you're throwing the fucking, you're just pissed off right now because this could have <laughs> helped you a lot in your overall worshiping of Messi. So with both these teams being in the final, Inter Miami and Houston Dynamo, it's crazy how they, you know, met eye to eye today. But yet in the MLS, in the league, they're in just completely contrasting situations at this moment with Inter Miami needing to win out to even have a chance at making the playoffs. And Houston over in the Western Conference in fourth place, basically already solidifying their playoff spot. Let's actually start with Houston here. Yeah. How do you project them performing for the rest of the season? Because if we remember throughout the League's Cup, I remember a, a bit of a, a smaller take you had is that you don't really rate many Western Conference teams this year. No. Does Houston fall in that category? Do you see them being able to do something given that they are now U.S. Open Cup champions but also had a really weird League's Cup performance where they ended up losing out to Charlotte FC after conceding two goals in like 50 seconds. Yeah. Which Houston side are you going with here? <laughs> First off, I do want to say it's good to see Houston back in playoff contention, back winning titles. I remember in 2018, I was a big fan of Houston at the time because they were playing really good football. Went to the playoffs the year prior, was in a nail bar with Seattle Sounders, and I actually caught all of those playoff games in Houston. It was awesome. Romel Kyoto, Albert Ellis, Maro Manotas. That team was so fun, man. So it's really good to see Houston once again playing really, really good football. Thing is, though, I just think there's a lot better teams in the MLS. So even though Houston are in fourth right now in the Western Conference, I think for them that's great. But in the broader scope yeah. of things, I think they're nothing more than just a very good yeah. but feisty team, and that's about it. I don't really see them as truly threatening or you know, not even really getting to a conference final, I'll be completely honest. They're, they have really good players. I just I think they lack in certain areas, whereas, you know, for example, teams like Nashville or New mm -hmm. England, teams like Cincinnati, really, really thrive in. So. If you look at the uh, Supporters' Shield standings, they're in 11th. So it kind of shows the difference between the weakness of the Western Conference right now and how that fourth place position could be a little misleading yeah. overall. It, uh, it there's 10 is. teams better than them right now in the MLS. And I only see like the top four, top five being able to actually lift their trophy this year. So we'll see. I think there's still a fun team to keep an eye on given the talent on this team. And Carasquilla, bro, if he ends up going so to a third final in this year, that gets like a... It's like a bootleg Ballon d'Or type of year for him, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Panama, Houston Dynamo, U.S. Open Cup Final. And if you can get to the MLS Cup Final, it'd be ridiculous. And on the other side, Inter Miami vying, trying to get to this playoff position so they can get Messi an opportunity to enter the playoffs and lead them to a MLS Cup Final appearance. Is any of this possible, bro? Should people be buying into the idea of Inter Miami potentially making it? Or should we all just put our hopes in some other team that actually deserves it, man? Because <laughs> the more I watch this team without Messi, the more I see that there's some issues and there's some problems. And I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome that in the race to getting into that playoff position. Yeah, they're going to have to win 
all of the remaining games. The thing is, it is doable, especially if you hope and can consider that the teams around them will also drop points. It is possible, especially if Messi is healthy. That, that's going to be mm-hmm. obviously the key. And I don't mean like, oh, he comes on for 20, 30 minutes. I'm talking like he's fully fit. He can start and finish a match, win the game, go home and rest, and do it again the next week. Yep. If that can happen, I can see Inter-Miami getting very close to a playoff spot, especially dude, since the MLS lets in fucking everybody in the playoffs, <laughs> man. So Miami actually have a decent chance, but the stipulations are a little narrow here because it, it solely relies on Messi's fitness solely okay. all right so to close out both these teams let's make our final predictions for how we see their seasons panning out Houston Dynamo I have them exiting in the quarterfinals and Inter Miami I don't see them making playoffs bro I don't I think even with Messi I think there's going to be a surprise results here something will catch up to them I think that luck that they had to start off the League's Cup campaign ran its course and it was beautiful to see but we're slowly going to see the downfall of inter miami just until the end of the season once the new season starts back up it's a whole new team and i could even see them contend for a mls cup next year but right now i just don't see them making playoffs yeah the point gap is like just in that region where even if they lose just one game they still might not make it if the other teams above them you know get the points that they need so yeah i honestly i think statistically miami's not gonna make it but i'm still gonna bank on the idea that if messi is healthy fully fit yeah i think they'll i think they'll squeeze just squeeze into the playoffs so that's my prediction for miami For Houston, yeah, I say quarterfinals, so uh, conference semifinals appearance for them. If they can make it to a conference final, I think it'll solely be on their opponents that they end up drawing. If they can get a favorable path, I think Houston actually have the talent to beat you know a decent yeah. amount of teams in the MLS. And again, they're feisty enough to beat teams that are just above them in competition. So I'm not counting this Houston team out completely, but yeah, I just don't think they're going to go anywhere near a final. 